0: This is your Sporting Edge 917 the Edge WSUW Whitewater. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription
1: is more cowbell. Are you ready to go
2: out there and take what's yours? Yeah. What you worked hard for! Yeah.
3: You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh, oh. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful.
0: Any other questions?
4: 917 the Edge, WSUW Whitewater. Welcome into the first ever 24-hour Hawk Talk on Arathon. Uh quick shout-out to our sponsors, Taco Fresco. Uh Located at 175 West Main Street, in here, right here in Whitewater, Wisconsin. Open every day, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. They offer a new brunch menu an expanded vegetarian menu. And also, if you are looking for them, you can find the menu on Facebook or at Taco Fresco Whitewater dot com, the home of all you can drink mimosa, as well as Jimmy John's, located at. Uh, uh, 1139 West Main Street, in, w- right here in Whitewater, Wisconsin, open Monday through Saturday, 1030 to ten p- thirty a.m. to 10 p.m. They counter serve and chain spe- specializing in sub and club sandwiches, plus signature potato ch- chips they also deliver. Connor Moore here opening up the, the on air with you guys with some familiar faces. Bryce Olson, DJ Joe Cool, Adrian Diaz. I believe that's Joe Kabicki in the way back there in the corner, and we have a, uh, two very special guests to open it up uh, for you guys, none other than Chris Nelson, quarterback of our Warhawk football team, and Dennis Moore, running back of our uh, Warhawk football team. Guys, welcome on.
3: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks.
4: All right, so first things first, how you guys? How you guys doing this morning? You guys doing all right?
3: I'm doing pretty good, typical Friday morning. Yeah, yeah same here, no classes today, so I got to sleep in a little bit, so it was good.
4: Nice, nice, nice. Uh, you guys, uh, how about, uh, you guys, how are you guys doing in there? You guys doing pretty well?
0: Just absolutely wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Been awake since 8 a.m. prepping for this. So, I don't uh, know about the rest of these guys.
1: Well, I was just on air from 9 to, uh, 11, so I've been, you know, kind of prepping for this during that show. The Cup right. of Joe. Your morning cup of Joe. You can catch it next Friday as well <laughs> from 9 to 11. Way to plug
0: your show. <laughs> oh, like wow. like two minutes into this one, <laughs> and you're already plugging next week. All right, cool.
4: And Adrian, how
0: you doing? Squish, but uh, good. So you get when you try and fit uh, four people in with three mics. And Joe? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I've been battling a cold. But other than that, I'm ready for 24 hours of Hawk Talk. Are you actually going to be here
4: all 24 hours?
0: I'm going to be here for darn near most of it. All right.
4: All right. Sounds, sounds, Sounds good. Let's see. I Let mean, hang on one second. Isn't, is is he sound good? I'm just better?
0: I'm making sure all of our mics in here are up because yeah. you sound loud, but mm-hmm. the rest of us don't sound loud.
4: There we go. I think I just that's to, better. All right, much I, better. I, think I just had to put up the the levels a little bit there. Yeah,
0: no, nobody scream. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all, all right, just doesn't want us to be heard.
4: No, because he's the voice. I, I am guess. not. Anyways, <laughs> <I'm>, we're <laughs> we're not gonna get into that argument right now. All right. So first things first, uh, re, uh, regarding you guys. So. I, one of the big questions I w- definitely wanted to ask you, Chris, was mm-hmm. how has life been like as far as like campus life and everything? Like, how's what's all been different since you became the starting quarterback from last year?
3: Um, you know, it's it's really not a whole lot different. I mean, it's still a t- typical student. I mean, we're going to class, doing the normal things. I mean, it's uh, it's just the fact that we we go to practice when everybody else gets to kind of go home and chill after class. Other than that, it's been pretty pretty normal. Same as last year.
4: So nothing else changed at all.
3: Uh, not really. I mean, it's. I mean, a couple more people like say hi to you every once in a while, but right, it's, right. I mean, it's still typical, typical stuff.
4: How, is, have you noticed any like differences in like, I guess like changes in like behavior or anything like a, like a, like new leadership skills from from Chris at all, Dennis, or is like kind of just the same old guy that you, that you've known?
2: Oh, well, I mean, Chris has always been a leader, but I feel like you know this year him stepping up that role as being that starting quarterback had to take more vocal leadership and just leading us in games also. You know, I haven't been playing much this season, but I know out there, you know, he he's a pro- person that we look towards and look to. When things are going bad, you know, he's the one that leads us through it and done a great job so far. Like,
4: how, like, how have you felt, like, the preparation-wise and everything, like, how do you feel like you've done if you kind of had to, like, grade yourself so far up to this point in the season, like, as far as... It- their preparation going into each and every game like given mm-hmm. uh the new situation with you this season right
3: I definitely think um I mean each week is is a week to grow a week to grow on and um I think mean, I definitely have I think each each week from the beginning of the season until now I have I've I have made some pretty good strides I mean coming in I mean obviously starting the season a little nervous first year starting quarterback um little nerves but I think now uh um the confidence is really coming and it's kicking in I feel like it's just the right time for us and the team
0: you guys got anything What's different about this year compared to last year under Lance Leopold and Kevin Bullis?
3: Um, you know, really not a whole lot. I'm, uh, we have like guys like Dennis, the senior leadership on the team, and um, Coach Bullis really kind of let the seniors take that lead and like kind of keep the same traditions alive. I mean, every coach is going to have their little tweaks and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but, um, I mean, realistically, we've kept a lot of things the same and um, trying to just keep, keep the tradition alive.
0: That's cool.
2: Yeah, right. the one thing I feel like I – I think is, you know, we had a lot of, a few different coaches come in, a lot of coaches leave, but the one thing that I felt was really great about this year, the coaches came in not trying to change anything, not trying to do things that they've done other places, but actually work with us, especially us seniors, because we have a big senior class, just working with us to learn how Whitewater does things, and bring a little bit of their flair to it too, but we also, we all work together to make it pretty much the same, but a lot of things, just improvement, so. I think that they've came in and done a great job, all the coaches.
4: Uh, talking about the coaching change, like, it was announced, obviously, during last year during your guys' playoff run in the midst that Coach, uh, coach Lance Leipold was going to go over to Buffalo. Like, I know that's almost a be- been a calendar year mm-hmm. since, but, like, when the news initially happened, like, did he pull you guys, did he pull everybody's side at practice? Like, how did that How did that go down? And did right. that Did that add, like, an, like an somewhat of a sense of urgency to really, like, go out on top for him? Like, can you guys just explain Uh, how that went? Yeah, I mean,
3: the way we found out definitely wasn't the way that Lappold wanted to. We kind of found out through social media. It was like a weekend, and uh, but I mean, Coach Lappold was first class about everything. He brought us all in. We had to come in at six thirty in the morning on Monday, and uh, he talked. He got to talk with all of us, and uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't really. It never, never has been about him. Like It was never about him or anything that he's done. Obviously, his records speak for itself and all that. But it was never about him. And uh, and he really made that a point to say that to us, like, you know, this is for you guys. You got to go out there and win this for yourselves. And, I mean, we wanted to. We, we didn't want to lose it for him. We wanted to let him go out on top.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it was definitely a disappointment for everybody on the team. But when you look at Lipo's resume, you look at all the things he's already done for our program, what much else can he do? You know, so at that point, our goal was to just win out and do everything that we can do for him to help him out with his future endeavors, and I'm proud of him, and I'm happy that he got that opportunity, and I'm glad we went out on top and finished it out right. You know?
4: like in the beginning of the season this year, like did did um did Matt or any or anyone else who was who graduated last, year like 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 send you like any good luck text messages or anything like that? Like, oh, yeah. Did you have like a, any conversations with them? Or, uh, go. Uh, walk coming into the starting quarterback position.
3: Yeah, I mean, me and Matt. I mean, I was back up for two years. We've been we became pretty good friends over the years. And hey, um, him and Jay Kumaro, they also sent me some texts before the game and stuff because we were in um, we were in the hotel or whatever. And they were uh, texting us. And I mean, it's always good to hear back from those guys and like you know that they still care and want want to make sure we're going to be doing good this season.
4: Anyone.
1: Um, I guess one thing is you transferred from Northern Michigan, yep. a little bit smaller school in terms of student population, but it was Division Two. How has that transition been like, or what was it like transitioning from a Division Two school mm-hmm. in uh, the northern part of the country to you know the Division Three Whitewater powerhouse?
3: Right. Um, you know, it's it's really, <laughs> I think that Whitewater the way we do things around here is, is like a Division One program, and uh, so coming from the Division Two Northern Michigan that really didn't like didn't really mean much to me because I knew, like, we're talking to LiPo, and then at the time Coach Dinkle, like, everything was top-notch here, and uh, it really, like, it was an easy transition. I feel like, I mean, being at Northern Michigan, I feel like everybody that was here can play at Northern Michigan or even higher, so it was really not really a change in talent for that matter, and I don't know, I'm happy I made the switch.
0: So... <laughs> well- Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, what's changed as far as the offense is concerned? Uh, you lost Coach K, and now you got got uh, Craig Smith as your offensive coordinator. Has anything really changed at all?
3: Um, you know, I mean, no, not really. We've had, I mean, we still have a lot of the pieces. I mean, besides, obviously, Matt and Jake were a great mm-hmm. combo. Besides that, we have our running backs and all that. Um, so Coach Smith really tried to, like, keep our same identity. And um, one of the things, obviously, since, since the Oshkosh game that we've really emphasized is playing fast. And that's one of the things that we really did last year um, a lot. And um, we kind of got away from it a little bit in the beginning of the season. Me and Coach Smith kind of had to find our rhythm with each other, play calling-wise, and find um, what works best between the both of us. And uh, I think ever since Oshkosh, we've been re- moving pretty smoothly. And uh, we're back to kind of who we were last year, I feel like.
0: Okay.
4: I know we talked about this a little bit, like, in, this, in the office beforehand. But I I feel like I I definitely got to ask this again. How's the hamstring feeling, Dennis?
2: Um, it's it's getting better, you know. It's uh, it's almost about hundred percent. I don't know if people know, but um, after week one, I pulled my hamstring pretty bad, you know, and I was trying to come back rehab, and then I came back for Platteville, and then I re-pulled it very badly, you know. And it's just been a it's been a rough senior year, but I think at this point, uh, me and the coaching staff we decided that I'm going to take a medical red shirt and I'll be back next season. Okay. You so know, not- so that's always a positive. I know they're looking forward to leadership and everything. So you know, it's getting better not really worried about the future i'll be fine so just excited for th- what this team's doing right now and just more so taking a coaching role and helping these younger running backs get better every week helping jordan out and everything and i think we're clicking on all cylinders right now so i'm excited for that
4: speaking of the young running backs that you mentioned like one of th- one of the running backs who's gotten a, probably a little bit more playing time that they've that they expected due to a, l- a lot of the injuries is specifically Jared Ware and, and and Tyler Glass like what can you say about those two guys
2: Oh, they're, they're a great addition to the team, you know, and I think the nice thing about Jared and Tyler, they both have different style. You know, Tyler Glass is a bigger back, you know, a bruiser type of player, and Jared's more of a elusive, elusive back, and you make people miss, so it's a good compliment to Jordan, who's a little bit of everything, you know, <laughs> Jordan's, Jordan's really good, so, you know, they're learning every day, they're learning from Jordan, they're learning from me and uh, just the rest of the team. And they're going to be a great addition to our team. And it's it's actually really cool to see all the, the young talent, the young freshmen that are being able to step up. You see it with the running backs receiving core and even with the def- defense also. So it's a bright future.
4: You guys got
0: anything? Adrian? <clears throat> yeah.
2: Um, earlier in the year, you guys had a tough loss against Oshkosh. Um, but since then, in the in the four weeks in the four games, you guys haven't scored less than thirty points. Are you guys playing with a chip on your shoulder since then, or has something clicked offensively?
3: Uh, yeah, like, like I said earlier, I mean, I think we just found our rhythm. I mean, we've been playing fast. I mean, we kind of switched over to a little bit of no huddle, no huddle system. I haven't been huddling a lot. I mean, Coach Smith usually says if things aren't going right, let's play faster. Let's make them react to what we're doing because we know we have we have the talent and stuff. We just need to play faster and let let our guys make plays for us. And um, since that Oshkosh game, you know, it's, I mean, we never want to lose, but I think it, was, it might have ultimately be good, was good for us because it was kind of like an eye opener and got us back on track to realize that we aren't invincible and things can't happen like that. So kind of, I mean, just everybody's a little bit more focused and locked in every week. And um, I mean, as of from here on out, I mean, we have to win to keep on playing because if we slip up this week, um, we won't be seeing the playoffs. So like everybody's locked in. I feel like everything's clicking at the right time. and I'm pretty excited about that
1: speaking of this this week you uh, you're taking on UW stout who i, I kind of talked about this on yesterday's show uh they're i think they're playing last couple of games especially they've they believe just beat Steven's point yep. um they're putting up a little bit more uh, numbers than i think they have been at the start of the season i still I'm not really concerned about them but in in terms of like the preparation has have, have you noticed that there's what's it like to prep for a team that you're going to be facing in the week?
3: Right. Um, I mean, every every week. I mean, we try to keep it the same. We try to, uh, um, we we try not to focus on our opponent as much. We try to focus on ourselves. We feel like the only person that's going to stop us is ourselves. So um, we're not. I mean, we're going to look at their schemes and look at what they do, and um, our coaches are going to come up with a good game plan to stop it. But ultimately, we're gonna we're gonna focus on what we need to do on our our systems.
0: So so now, Dennis, uh, since you're not uh, playing this week, uh, how do you help the team prepare? Um, each week going into a game like this?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I still come to all the practices, everything, all the meetings. So, really, I'm just an an extra eye in practice. You know, if any of the younger running backs or even Jordan has questions about plays, I tell him what I see. You know, Coach still, he still has me doing everything. I'm even taking the the weekly test for every game. So, you know, I'm pretty locked in with everything. Nothing different, just not on the field. So, it's really just taking a more of a coaching role and just helping these guys out. And I'm enjoying it, so, yep.
4: Kind of away from, like, still involving the team, but, like, away from the football team, just a, a few, I guess, like I said, I guess random questions, like I you you say. Like, who would you guys say is the funniest person on the team?
3: <laughs> uh, I, I hate to give it to him, but it's got to be the two of the running backs with uh, Jordan Ratliff and uh, now Jared Ware. He's kind of uh, – been more comfortable around us, so he's, his funny side is showing. I mean, I see a lot of them. They're on our side of the locker room, so I see a lot of them. And whether they're dancing or playing some crazy music or joking around. Uh, those guys really give me a good laugh. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of different
2: personalities <laughs> on the football team. There's a lot of hilarious guys. I mean, Jordan, he's a funny guy. He has his own kind of funny. And then uh, Marcus Hudson's very, very funny in my eyes too. You know, uh, receiver. So, but I think all these guys are hilarious. Even Chris is funny. You know, it's just it's a fun time in the locker room.
4: Is there like? One certain song that you that you guys like play in the locker room and everything—that's kind of just like the one song that needs to be played before every single game, kind of like the one power song, I guess you can say.
3: Uh, you know what? No, it, it's kind of funny because I was talking to some of the younger guys, and because uh, like our locker room was pretty pretty loose before a game, and like people would put on anything just to make you laugh, and then like I mean we get I mean we get serious, but when the when the time comes, but there's really I don't really think there's any particular song that needs to be played or anything. Guys are pretty loose and like like to have a good time and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty much anything. Whoever, yeah. whoever wants to put the
2: iPod on and play their yeah. music and wants to sacrifice not having their phone, <laughs> probably what we're going to listen to.
4: Who is the worst dancer?
3: Hmm.
2: Probably Chris. Yeah, I was going to say no, I, gonna, I didn't, didn't want to say anything, but they've told me that quite, quite a few
3: times. He tries, though. So
4: <laughs> Anyone who's the best dancer on the team?
2: Nah, <laughs> nobody's a good answer. Yeah, we just all just just have I know, to I know I know Dennis is waiting
4: for me to say him, but I <laughs> won't do that. I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> uh you guys got anything o- over there? Uh Who's the best Madden player on the team? I am assuming you guys play a lot of Madden, FIFA, or NBA or anything like that. Who's the best player, video game player on the team?
3: Uh well, I know fee- you guys play a lot of FIFA. Yeah, I don't. I personally don't play a lot of video games, but I know my two roommates, Nick Patterson and uh, Marcus Hudson, are are re- pretty good at FIFA. I know Nick's really good at man, so I, w- I would say probably video games. I know Nick because he plays a lot of them. I know he's pretty good at all of Nick Patterson.
2: Yeah, and, uh, I'm Jordan Rattler's roommate, so I would say he's he's he thinks he's the best at 2K, <laughs> 2K. At, at basketball <laughs> NBA. So I don't know he's always playing a game though, so he's probably he's pretty good.
0: That's cool.
4: I mean we got a couple we got a couple games in, in the office right now, <laughs> so I mean I don't know if you guys want to stick around and just and chill or anything. I mean we got we NFL got, Street Two. Yeah, we got <laughs> NFL Street Two. Hey. <laughs> oh man. Uh Joe, Adrian, other Joe.
0: Which one's the other Joe? That's really important.
4: Okay, oh right, all right. We've so, already this. Joe cool, Adrian and Joe. Thank
0: you. So, so what are the bus trips like? Is there anybody that does anything weird like before a bus trip or before a game? Even anybody that's got a weird ritual? Um, I, I mean, I don't know.
3: Our bus trips, I mean, our long trips are, are always fun with all the guys, and uh, everybody likes to give me a hard time because I'll uh, I literally sleep the entire time. I'll post up on the floor. I'll I'll bring my blankets and pillows, make a nice little bed, and I will I will try to sleep the entire thing and uh, the entire trip. And a lot of people will give me give me a lot of stuff for that. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just fun joking around. Um, they stick us quarterbacks. We got all the O-linemen and tight ends, all the big guys, so it's fun. Um, they like the – like, O-linemen are always a little weird. They have their own little jokes and clicks and stuff like that, so it's always a good time. I think the bus rides are a lot where we get our team bonding from and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, definitely. I agree. I'm also, like Chris, I will try to sleep the whole way <laughs> if I can, but, you know, then I wake up. Well, on the way there, it's, it's a lot more locked in, you know, but on the way back, that's when it gets fun, you know, and we get to socialize a lot, and I'll be the one sleeping and people trying to wake me up and stuff, but it, it's a fun time, it's a real fun time, it's a good time to be, have bonding, and especially when we have those long trips like to Mississippi or New York, New Jersey, you got no choice but to bond with people, so <laughs> it's a good time.
3: What. Uh- uh- um
2: you guys have uh, you know you guys have traveled a lot. Um is there a particular stadium or campus that you guys
3: have visited that have really stuck out to you? Uh I would definitely say in 2013 going to Texas and playing Mary Hardin-Baylor. Um their their stadium was wild. They got really good fan base. It was really loud. Um I mean I obviously was, wasn't playing that game, but I was still just getting pumped up just in warmups. Um yeah, I thought it was a really good atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Mary Hardin-Baylor is probably the – the craziest atmosphere we've been at since I've been here. So
3: nothing's better than the perk, though. Yeah, besides <laughs> besides the
2: perk, so that's that's number one for sure. Any stadium you weren't impressed with?
4: <laughs> oh no, maybe
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-huh. not the prettiest. Well, I guess Bellhaven this year was pretty rough. Yeah, it was kind of rough. <laughs> it was though. kind of a yeah. like a, almost like a stadium in the park. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little rough.
0: Speaking of stadiums, what do you think of Salem? Because you um, both have been there. Yeah, so.
3: yep. Salem's awesome. I mean, that whole experience is awesome. And then just because, just you know, I mean, just because the Stag Bulls played there, you know, so it's like a big.
0: What do you guys think about that being a high school field?
2: That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, my high school field was a lot smaller than that. Didn't get half the fans. But, it, I mean, it's it's really cool to to go to different places. And just Salem, Virginia, they're so welcoming. Just the whole town. You know, and the whole experience is just awesome. And then being able to go in a stadium like that and get it filled up both sides, just, those are one of the best moments, or not just one, but a few of the best moments of my life.
0: It's been, it was cool. I was there. I was in the press box. The press box is bigger than per- Perkins' press box. Yeah. our press it's box huge. is kind of small, though. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's size, just so. huge. It was – it just kept going. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> there ESPN guys, tons of ESPN guys were there. But – yeah, I thought it was cool. It was cool. Well, who's the team that you would uh, not want to face? Like who's who's the, you're not scared of them, right. but if you had a choice, you'd choose not to play them. Like whether it's the regular season, playoffs. I don't, you know. Uh,
2: I mean, there's not really anyone we mm-hmm. wouldn't mind playing. You know, I don't know. Personally, you can line us up with anybody. I feel like, right. and, and as long as we play our game, it should go our way so
1: okay i've heard i've heard other you know people get into discussions about this on as to whether or not mount union is could be considered a rival um uh, because it's not necessarily guaranteed every year mm-hmm. in your opinion is mount union one of our rivals
3: um i guess so i mean if you, if you look at it and uh i mean cause you always see like around uh well around the championship time you, they show things on espn and they show the the win and their only losses to us in the last decade, or the only losses are to us in the last decade. And, like, I mean, we, I don't really feel like we feel like that. I feel like it's just who no. we're going to see. I mean, we, it's just who we almost like, it's like an assumption that we're going to see them at some point at the end of the year, but we never really think about them like that. We don't think of them like, oh, we're going up to Oshkosh or we're going to Platt. Like, those guys I feel like our rivals, but we don't think of them like those guys are our rivals, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I
2: agree. <clears throat> I mean, you know, we've seen them a lot. Definitely, you know, it's been going our way, so I can't say I don't have any hard feelings. But, yeah, I don't really see it as a rival, but I always look forward to the challenges because, you know, when people think of Division Three, obviously before us and for a long time it's been Mount Union, and for us to be able to play them in the biggest, biggest scene is, is pretty cool, you know, so much respect for both sides, mm-hmm. I would say.
0: Well, stay, staying in the Wyack, who do you think is your biggest rival right now? I know you have Platt, you and Platteville have the pickaxe, but Oshkosh is right there now. Lacrosse historically has been there. Who do you think is your uh, rival as it stands right now?
2: Um, personally, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, lacrosse has always been the historical rival, and it's always a big game. But just with the WEAC, with it being so talented, and every every year there's so many good teams, I wouldn't be able to pick just one team to be a rival. I think there's so many good teams, and we just focus week to week. But I would think the top, the Oshkosh and Platteville, the last few years while I've been here, they've been the best teams, and those are, I guess, would be considered more of a rivalry, maybe, you know.
0: Okay. Anyway. But I got nothing. All right.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess my one of my I guess a, a, a last few couple things. Uh, just turning to this, turn to this week again. Uh, like, uh, uh, like, like Joe said, against uh, UW Stout, uh big, big crowd, obviously, as it always tends to be mm-hmm. in Perk. But you have Military Appreciation Day, you have Senior Day, you have uh, shi- uh, the Shriners Day Bowl game, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Like so. What do, you, uh, what, do you guys, what do you guys expect this, this Saturday, or what do you guys hope, hope? Obviously, you guys want hope to win and want to win, but out outside of that, like any any expectations or things that you're expecting to see from mm-hmm. uh, Stout.
3: Um, well, honestly, I, I just I get excited. Like you name all those things that are going on, I get excited because I know it's going to draw in a big crowd. And like that, that's honestly one of the best things about playing at Whitewater is the, the biggest crowd. Like when I first came here as a freshman and I ran out in the field and you see, the because well, when we warm up, you don't really see that many people, and they start piling in from the tailgates. And uh, you see that many people, it just gets you excited. and It's fun, and not many, not many stadiums or programs can <clears throat> can really give you that that atmosphere, that that situation. And um, so, time that we have a chance to to uh, pile in the perk, it's always a, it's always fun and exciting for me.
2: Yeah, and uh, I feel like <clears throat> it's also exciting. I mean, me being a senior, I'm coming back, but for a lot of these seniors, it's their last guaranteed game in the perk, and you know they're gonna be really excited and really ready to go out there and play and just. Just take everything in, you know. So, I think that's really exciting for the seniors, and it's gonna be a fun time. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it.
4: You guys have a message for the fans, or, or anything like that? He <laughs> just gave them the floor. <laughs> he just gave it to you made nothing. the floor. What do you got, Chris? Come on, we're waiting. <laughs> we got nothing. nothing at all.
2: Well, if you're not doing anything on Saturday, two o'clock,
4: we will be at the park. <laughs> <laughs> well worded <laughs> uh, any of you guys got anything got anything else no just
0: thanks for coming on guys thanks for taking
4: uh, time out of your day we yeah, really appreciate yeah, it yeah I couldn't say it any better myself like, uh, this, like this is awesome and uh, first, first time this has ever happened and you guys are the first guests like ever for something like this so so thank you guys so much. And uh, are you guys going to hang out at all in the in the uh, studio, or are you guys pretty much gonna, you guys got stuff to do? After?
3: Uh, yeah, we're gonna start hanging. Right I got we got our walkthrough coming up pretty soon. So.
4: Uh, all righty. Well, uh, Chris Nelson and Dennis Moore from the Warhawk football team. Thank you guys. Uh, we're gonna us. we're gonna send it off to some music right now, but we'll be back in about half an hour. We are going to have Nick Bennett, assistant coach from the men's basketball team, right here on ninety The Edge WSUW Whitewater. You are listening to the twenty four hour Hawk Talk Sports on Airthon.